Howdy, Dis After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster, ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos, enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania, and grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello and welcome to a kind of special edition, really, of Diz After Dark. Uh, I'm Nick, as usual, and I'm joined on this special episode by two of my favourite streaming conversationalists, Mr. Craig Lucas. Oh, hello, Nicholas. And also Lord Luke. Good evening. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yes, you forgot Lord Luke was even part of this network, but here he is. <laughs> Hello. He's always in the background, massaging the figures. Exactly. Exactly. So, how are you, gents? Very good. All right. I've been better. Good. Well, I won't go into details. So, uh, mainly because I don't know. <laughs> Save that for another podcast. I just don't know if anyone cares. So, um, we've been brought together on a special occasion because... This has, and Craig, we talked about this on a, on a separate call, um, this has been one of the biggest, if not the biggest weeks, I think, uh, Disney have seen in years. I think it's the biggest announcement in their history. I mean, that's not true, is it? But No, I it mean, literally is. No, it's not right. You can't say it literally is if it literally isn't. They're literally going to write off billions to get this established. Yes, but then uh, I don't understand how big corps work because they write off billions for everything anyway. It's very, very odd. But we're not. Well, then, therefore, they would have made that film you like, the third one. Tron. 
Tron. Well, that's not, again, it's not exactly how it was. But still, anyway, we're not even here to talk about Tron. We are here because on Thursday, as we recorded this, um, the 11th of April, Disney held a shareholders conference call about the Disney Plus service. Now, this is not something new. This is something that had been announced previously. Um, but this was the first time they were really going into a deep dive about exactly what to expect from Disney Plus. We knew it was a streaming service. We knew it was, you know, a rival to things like Netflix. But until this investors uh, call on on Thursday, they hadn't released all that much information about it. And I mean. They live streamed it, and it was a little bit like watching an Apple launch. It uh, it reminded me a lot of that. It did. Yeah, it was strange because in an Apple launch, everyone's a whooping and a hollering. Yeah, and, it was and, very different. the The crowd they had for, compared to an Apple uh, keynote was different. They were just rattling their jewelry. Absolutely, <laughs> it it was it was cheap seat season. It was. Um, yeah, it's very yeah. As you said, a bit odd. Um, I think you know Apple are very good at you know with, with their when they're doing these keynote things and launching these new products, they have the right people in the room, you know, carefully selected audience that are going to make the right appropriate noise at the right times. Uh, with this, you know, I think it was because it was investors, um, and maybe I don't know. They weren't told what to do. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Because to be honest, I mean. You know, for the most part, this was all, you know, great news. Um, you know, there was nothing particularly negative about the whole thing. You know, if um, if Bob Iger had come out and said, um, yeah, we announced this thing, but actually it doesn't work properly and we're going to have to cancel it, you know, <laughs> I'd expect some silence. Great. But, you know, this was all, this is what it's going to have and this is what it's going to do and this is what we're going to see and this is what it's going to, you know, bring to the business and... You know, we're putting everything into it. You know, this was this was all kind of positive and 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 goodness. And before we actually he, get, go on, he even went into the science a little bit, where he was talking about how they were going to uh, anticipate surges in streaming and stuff like that, which I don't think Apple would ever do, because it was investors. I think mm. he was, you know, when a brand new episode of something drops at a certain time across the entire planet. They they yeah, feel for that. they can push that out with not people kicking off and stuff, which was interesting. That side of things was a little bit more interesting than Apple. So before we really crack on with this, and and the reason we're doing this special episode is because, quite frankly, we just thought that this was so big and there was so much to talk about that if we did it in a in a standard episode, um, it would just take up the entire show. And we didn't really want to do that. And there will be a, a normal Disaster Dark coming out just after this one, um, which will be a regular show. And we will talk about this again, but not in the same detail that we're going to go to in this episode. So um, if you are sitting there not having you know, seen the presentation or not really been paying attention to what people are saying, then this will hopefully break this down for you. And this will hopefully give you a kind of clear indication of what to expect when this service launches in november so before we we do kind of really get into it um it is disaster dark what is everybody drinking uh luke i'm going to come to you first i have 
a gin and bitter lemon and a cup of coffee. Jesus Christ. Because I have a little bit of a headache because I stopped drinking a couple of hours ago. So the hangover is potentially kicking in and I don't want to fall asleep. So I've got a coffee. That is <laughs> always thinking. Always thinking. That is that is quite a combination. Um, yep, always drinking. Always drinking. <laughs> always drinking. Yep. Craigathy, what are you drinking? Um, a low calorie Indian tonic water with some juice in. Oh. Interesting choice. You've gone tonic yeah. and squash. Yes. Cordial for those Americans. Oh, my I don't think Americans. Meals. I don't think Americans have cordial. They have something. They have cool yeah. aid. Yeah, it's not really the same stuff. I'm going to shout out to Todd, one of our listeners. I want you to give us an answer. What's your cordial called? Send it to us via um, carrier pigeon. Crack on. Uh, I'm just drinking Cherry Pepsi Max because this is far too late for me to start drinking alcohol. We're recording later than we normally do and I need to uh, sleep after this, after editing and getting it out. Um, Right, so the first thing I want to kind of discuss on this is the actual initial aftermath to this. So for a long time, Disney have been talking about this and saying that, you know, it's obviously going to rival Netflix and, you know, this is direct competition with Netflix. And one of the first uh, things they did when they announced Disney Plus is that they did say that um, all of the Disney content on Netflix is going to be removed. So once the deals are finished on that content, it would be um, expiring and would be coming off Netflix. Now, uh, there's films on the American Netflix at the moment. In in the UK, we don't actually have a lot of Disney content on Netflix, do we? No. It's all on Sky, all the mm. Disney stuff. Yeah, there's a Disney, There's a Sky Movies Disney yeah. Channel, yeah. and that, and then you get all the box sets of stuff. When you get Disney Channel, Disney XD, and uh, Disney Channel itself. Disney Junior? Yeah, you get the free yeah. Disney yeah. channels. Um so yeah, that's all on there. But American Netflix, you did have box sets of things like uh, Phineas and Ferb, and you had a lot of the movies, and you had the Marvel movies, and of course we had the Marvel series as well. So we had uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and the Defenders. I think that was all of them, wasn't it? Oh, the Punisher, Punisher, yeah. Um, which have all been cancelled now. Well. Actually, I don't think Jessica Jones has been cancelled yet. But no, last series started as well. Oh, last series hasn't uh, dropped yet. Yeah, any, so, it's any day now. But yeah, so I reckon they'll just wait for that to release until I can't see why they'd continue one after cancelling everything else. Yeah, um, and that was another clear indication of exactly what could be happening. Um, you know, with this when this service. Um, you know, launches on the 12th of November this year. Now, what was interesting, so this, um, this uh, you know, kind of presentation, um, keynote, whatever you want to call it, happened on the Thursday. On the Friday, on the 12th of April, um, uh, according to a report on Time Time's website, uh, Netflix lost as much as $8 billion in market capitalization in just a few Ouch. minutes of trading um, after the Walt Disney Company's news of its upcoming and its cheaper rival streaming service. 
Now, we're not going to get into the pricing just yet. We'll get into that a bit later on. But again, this wasn't too shocking in that Disney had already said that they were going to launch it at a cheaper cost to Netflix, um, basically because they said like the library is not as, not as um, extensive as yeah. Netflix. Netflix has got all that experience and everything like that and, and years of original content and deals with other studios. So... Um, you know, because of the smaller library, they said they were going to launch a, a cheaper price. But I mean, that is that's a huge. I mean, that's I, I significant. Yeah, I, 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 I will not pretend that I know what uh, market capitalization means in terms of actual revenue. I mean, Netflix clearly didn't lose eight billion dollars in that time, but that's obviously what they're expecting to drop because of you know forecasts and and things like that um you know this will be analyst reports about subscriptions and and how that's going to operate because another thing that is different to how we do things in the uk is that um cable tv in america is bloody expensive yeah i mean sky i've seen our our equivalent is is very expensive, but it's not as expensive as American cable. Well, Nanny and Grandad have just come off this Virgin Media deal where they had Premier League football, so they were paying for Sky Sports sports channels, and they had two hundred megabyte uh, internet, the HD package, the full package with the sports, and two pensioners were paying one hundred and thirty pound. A month. Jesus. So that's so, the top end of what we sort of pay in this country. Yeah, the only, it could have gone up another ten or so if they stuck the movie channels on. Right. So. Yeah, I think you know. I think you're right. I think that's kind of our kind of threshold. America, I see people, you know, paying two hundred dollars. Yeah. The cable, yeah. and yeah. still not getting everything with that. No, because then you've still then got add-ons on top of that. Um, for the you know if they want <clears throat> major league baseball etc uh, that's a different um, add-on uh, basketball's a different add-on HBO yeah, uh, yeah. Showtime they're they're yeah. kind of premium paper channels um, yeah it, it's... it just works very differently over there like very like yeah very differently to how we uh, know how TV works, and and also you know that and you know we're talking about you know basic cable. We're not talking about things like Netflix, like Amazon Prime, uh, like Hulu, which uh, we don't have in the UK, but we have, I suppose, yes. similar to it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, so I mean, you know, it, it is different how things work, but there is a huge uptake at the moment of people. Both sides of the Atlantic, but uh, I'd say even more so in America, that are um, cutting the cord yeah. is the term. Um, where yeah. they are getting rid of cable and they are finding alternative methods. Um, you know, some are just, you know, getting rid of cable completely and just buying things like Hulu and Netflix and Amazon uh, and CBS All Access and paying for these separate services all at once. Um, others might, you know, be reducing their packages a little bit and, and then buying these add-ons as well. So the way that 
the world is consuming TV at the moment is is changing quite extensively. Um, and I think it's it's quite odd because, you know, I, I'm trying to think when Netflix launched in the UK, I think it was about 2011, 12, something like that. We got it a few years after America. Um, and I wasn't sure how it was going to take off. Um, but I was interested. And I, I was an early adopter to Netflix. And it was one of those things where, I mean, I, I can't remember what I was paying. I think I was paying like five ninety nine a month or something like that. And it's one of those things that I just, I just kept. I've had it pretty much ever since because it's such a small amount that I don't even pay attention to it. Did um, was it Love Film in the UK where the uh, yeah. DVD was yeah. that? Was that taken? Uh, did Netflix own that or did they buy that? Or... No. So so it, was that separate? Love that Film was was, was eventually ended up being Amazon. Amazon, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, and eventually got um, changed to Amazon Prime. Okay, so did did so Netflix weren't over here before the streaming service? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. So America, Netflix yeah, started with a, that model in that's America. correct, yeah. So Netflix originally was a rental service where you would rent films in the post. Um, but there's a couple. There was Red... Or there still is, I think, Redbox is another yeah, one. Yeah, Redbox, yeah. Um, but yeah... So that's that's how Netflix starts, and that's how Love Film starts in the UK. And so if Blockbuster had been a bit more switched on, yeah, we could have been streaming Blockbuster. That I, I'm sure I read something about um, around the time that Netflix was about to launch that there there had been talks with Blockbuster um, about you know kind of doing some kind of. Um, amalgamation or about them getting involved and they just laughed it off essentially yeah yeah i was just about to say exactly the same yeah they the ceo of uh, blockbuster was like that's never going to take off that's no that's clearly not a threat to us no we don't need to do that and, and look let's be honest <laughs> like 15 you know where are we at now 2019 so i remember uh 19 1999 i was on a trial for adsl <laughs> Um, you know, uh, until two, that point, two, two Meg Max. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember if it was two or ten. Okay, but but we was on a trial for it because my dad used to work for a, a big telecommunications company, so we was on this trial. And until that, up until that point, we was on. We not long got a fifty-six k modem, and so that was like the dog's balls. It was. Um, and um and then to get this this ADSL was just incredible. And it was right at the height of um oh god, what was the Napster. Yeah. Napster. So I would um I, I don't mind talking about this now because uh you know, that's just what you used to do as a kid. Um but <laughs> I would it, like... um yeah, I would I would um think about what albums I was after and uh just just type in whatever ones it was hit them all to download pop out for a couple of hours come back that it'll be downloaded because there was no one using the service you know there, there was there was just a few hundred people in the uk that were trying it at that time so it was like having a connection direct to the internet yeah, it was incredible yeah, yeah not sharing it with anyone that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the dream 
And of course, I mean, the thing is, I, I didn't keep it because once the trial had ended, it was like 50 quid a month to have it at the time, which was obscene. Um, not so much nowadays, but we're talking about two, you know, nine to nine, two thousand. So, uh, you know, and, and that, that time, you know, with a 56k modem, which is, you know, the top of the range for most people at that time, if you wanted to watch a trailer, it would take you an hour. When did Big Brother come on? Uh, 2000. Yeah. We watched the first Big Brother live on a posted stamp mm-hmm. on in the middle of the t- on in the oh. middle of the computer screen. Yeah, I remember them doing on that. AOL. Yeah. So that so when Nasty Nick pulled the stunts that he pulled with our Craig, we were watching it unfolding live on this posted stamp on the on the computer screen. Yeah. And we thought that was the future. So, yeah. you know, I get it. Like back then, you know, we thought we'd be, you know, years and years and years away before we could do this. And now, you know, you can get 4K quality streamed to your TV within seconds. Yeah. And they're now, they're now selling 8K TVs and there's no service. Are they, are they, can you buy 8K TVs over here yet? They're selling them. I know they're selling them in Japan, but then they have that, they have 8K programming. So Yeah, they've got the backbone for it. Yeah, but we, we're well behind the times on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just think it's incredible. And look, I am one of these people that will turn around to you and say, you cannot get streaming quality the same as you can get physical. And I will... That's I true. will say that because yeah. it just doesn't. Even when it's full HD, it does not look the same as when I've got a Blu-ray. It really no, it comes doesn't. Down to bit, it comes down to the bit rate, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But it's but at the same time, that doesn't mean it looks. You know, it's still decent enough. It's just if you're a bit of a an aficionado, you will notice it. But it's perfectly fine. I mean, um, I use the BT TV service in the UK, um, which I think is also what Talk Talk is. And for their extra channels, so for things like uh, Comedy Central or uh, E um, or National Geographic, those kind of channels, they are all broadcast online. But you're watching them on your TV and they look the same as flicking from BBC One HD to an internet channel and it looks exactly the same. It doesn't work the same, you can't fast forward in the same way but yeah the, the technology has, has come along so far in the last 20 years and is only getting better and better um and so that's that's where we are now you know we've gone from those days when and i remember trying to watch the phantom menace trailer and you know waiting an hour so i could see it properly just incredible and it was blocky it didn't matter I was seeing yeah, it. On it probably would have only been 720p, wouldn't it? At best. I, I don't even think it would have been that. And my 4, monitor... 480? Yeah, I would, I would guess so. And my oh. monitor certainly wasn't 720. Wasn't. Right, okay. So, yeah, just just the whole thing. But at the time, it's, it's what you've got, isn't it? It's why when you look back at old games consoles, you think they were much better than they are, they look now. Yeah. Because You're almost just... disappointed when you go back and play them. <laughs> I'm a GoldenEye looking a lot better than he does now. <laughs> um, but, but it is what it is. But we are in this world now where streaming is this huge thing where, 
we are able to get this kind of competition. And that leads us right back to the beginning of this presentation. Um, now, Craig. Yes. Did you, you watch the whole thing, didn't you? I turned it off just just before the end. Yeah. Yeah, but so so what I meant was that you Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So all the Hulu stuff. So um, Yeah, I missed the beginning. Yeah, I I didn't catch the Hulu stuff. So <clears throat> we've talked about Hulu being a big um subscription service in the States, but um did was there anything you wanted to talk about Hulu and what they said about that? You didn't go into much detail apart from that the rolling they're looking to roll it out. Um there was Hulu and what was the other thing? There was the the Indian stream and stuff, which they've got already bought they've already bought it. It's already established three hundred million subscribers. It was Star, something it was called. But then Hulu and there was something else American. Oh. God, I can't remember, but they're talking about putting it out to the South American market, the Spanish-speaking market, and then Europe later on at a later date. So they're looking to take Hulu out worldwide as well, is, is what, I'm, was what, what I understood. How much do they own? Well, it used to be like Fox were the majority shareholder of hulu it was a, co a conglomeration of different um companies was hulu and i think disney had some investment in it but okay. fox was one of the bigger the majority yeah and and so obviously that's now under the umbrella yeah. and of course in the uk they've they purchased b sky b yeah they? Well, you they won't the majority I... shareholders of it now so all the Marvel adult stuff on Netflix, you will not see that on Disney Plus. If that's going to if that's going to be reborn, that will go onto Hulu. Yeah, and I I mean, Netflix tends to be in in proprietary, so I don't see that Netflix, you know unless they cut a deal with Disney, which is possible. Um, but that was Netflix content. That was Netflix original programming. Um, yeah. That they did who, in conjunction with Marvel. Who made that? Uh, I think Marvel made it. Right. Okay. But it was Netflix. It, it was think, you know, a deal between Netflix and Marvel to to make those shows in the first place. My understanding is Netflix made it, but Marvel was sitting on the set. Right. Okay. Keeping it all legit and marvelly. Yeah. Either way, like it it was you know collaborative effort. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't like Marvel Pop made this. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like Marvel made this these shows and then shopped them around. You know, this this was you know from from the onset, or the outset even it was a Netflix and Marvel collaboration. So I, I don't necessarily see that programming move off Netflix unless they cut a deal um, to sell the programming back to to Marvel. Um, which is a lot they they might well do, but they could. There's nothing to stop them, as you say, Craig, relaunching it on Hulu with a new cast. You know, just rebooting yeah. it in a few years' time. Yeah, definitely. So let's let's talk as well about Disney Life, which is something that we've talked about on Disaster Dark, you know, over the years. 
various times. And Disney Life, as it uh, as it came became evident watching this this keynote presentation, is the backbone of Disney Plus. It is exactly the same interface, exactly the same interface that you you're going to get. For Basically, Disney Life, it's uh, it's Plus. like a, a slightly upgraded. It's an iOS um, eleven, iOS twelve, iOS thirteen upgrade. Basically, mm. they've just polished it. Polished it. I don't even think they've polished it. Well, they've added a few things, a it's few fonts, fancy things. Fonts but... and colours. So Disney Life is quite um, bright. Mm. So it'll be purple or pink or blue or whatever. Whereas this was very like slate colours and dynamic, you know, like nice black colours and all that for Disney Plus. A bit more professional, I think. Yeah, and they kept one of the best features for me, which is when you go and watch, when you go and select a film or a TV series, as you actually kind of go, you know, from the tile of what the, you know, whatever the content is that you want to watch to actually get into the main window of it before you press play, you get this massive image from it. And it's normally a scene from the film that's been, um, you know, produced in 4K, you know, upscale to 4K that looks really dynamic on your screen just to kind of, um, you know, kind of wet the appetite before you actually click play on the movie. And it's it's something simple but works really well. I think this is... um... It's like a, a web building kit, isn't it? That Apple um, employ on the Apple TV type stuff. Mm. So if you go into all the Apple TV apps that are TV show type stuff, like Netflix, Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer, they all tend to have a very similar and familiar feel to them. Mm. Yeah. Whereas... They never used to. They all used to be a bit hitchy potchy, pitchy patchy. But I think that's the way to go. And I, I mean, I think it works really well. And I mean, I, you know, we've had Disney Life in the UK for about three or four years now. Yeah, it was a tenner a month when it launched. Oh, it was which, well overpriced. It was excessive for what it was. They had the totally wrong price point for it. But it was, and it still is, music, books. Uh, three live channels. Has it still got the books on? Are you sure? Yes, I think so. It might not have now, but I think it has. Because the gimmick when it first launched, and the, the reason, the justification for it being 10 quid a month is it allows you to um, download one Disney app a month to keep. Yeah, that was something as well, yeah. Which was like, a, you know, one of their chargeable apps. So it might have been... Um, an audio or an interactive book or it might have been a premium game or something but it still really felt excessive for what it was and library was was obviously good but it wasn't great um it's it's added a lot of stuff over the years and like craig said you know part of that is because of the strong deal that they've had with um sky or b sky b in the uk since like the early 90s yeah forever very long-standing deal and so even now the deal is when a film comes out it goes to you know it's at the cinema then it comes out on dvd then about three or four months after that it becomes a sky movie on the scott one of the sky movie channels and they play it for about 
six months or so and then after that it gets put on disney life so for example um i think february maybe this year moana started on disney life moana which came out in what christmas 2017 i think 2016 Anyway, the fact is that's that just gives you an idea of the kind of window that you're looking at. So you're you're probably looking at about two years after a film's come out of the cinema that it hits Disney life. But now the own sky. But which is true. But like a lot of things, even though they now have taken something over, there's contracts in place. Yeah, nothing will change for a while. So I don't. Yeah, I agree with Luke. I don't think anything's going to change there. So I don't think we're going to see anything sped up in that regard. But all of this content that's being created for Disney Life is that it's not being created for like the Disney channels. This is being created exclusively for their service. So my my guess will be that all of this content will be coming to either Disney Life or Disney Plus in the UK. Now, it's, it's very clear from what they said that we will be getting Disney Plus in the UK. But they reckon, according to the, the the calendar of when this is rolling out um, across the globe, it's going to be quarter one of 2020. So that's somewhere between January and March that it's going to launch. Which seems odd when the service already exists in the UK. They're literally yeah, going to rebrand it. Yeah, you'd think it. it'd that's be quite easy to implement that. Yeah. That's, it's already there, yeah. yeah. So I'm not. I mean, and I, I'm. I'm still not convinced. I reckon that they might launch it a lot quicker than that. I mean, we're only talking like you know, it's launching on the 12th of November in the US. So you know, if it was January, just for argument's sake, what's that? Two and a bit months behind the yeah. US launch. But I still don't. I, I it still does not make sense to me to do it. So my theory is they're either going to launch the programming on Disney Life before they roll out Disney Plus, or they'll roll out Disney Plus a bit quicker. I can't see them holding up the UK for this new content. No, because some some of the uh, original content will be on day one on Disney Plus in America. Which, if they don't release it here, means we miss out. Or have to wait. Or people will just find it on things like Pirate Bay. Or, <laughs> or, or whatever. Or, Do you know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. There's, there's, there's not just one place you can now illegally get content that you can't get elsewhere. And I'm sorry, but in this day and age, if you are not allowing that to be, content to be showed, shown like elsewhere, and people are, are you know distributing it like that, well, then that's on you. Because that's just because you're you're being um, you're not you're not thinking about a bigger picture, you know. If you're going to give the content to people, people will pay for it. If you're not going to give them the content, they'll find a way to watch it, and then they won't pay for it. Exactly. So and you're losing the money. Very very silly. So uh, yeah, as I said, 12th of November is when it is is being launched. They I think announced quite a strong set of original programming um and they went through live action animated documentaries original films um things that were going to be on the service itself as well um so 
where should we start? Live action series. There's a couple that I know Craig is really excited about that they announced. So I think we'll start with the one that Craig is the most excited for, and that's High School Musical the Musical. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I really, I really couldn't give a toss. I can't wait to get my head in the game. I've never, I've never sat for a whole high school musical movie, and I have no intention <sighs> of starting now. How old is Alice? She'll be, uh, she'll be six when this launches. Okay, so she is just now. If you put High School Musical on, uh, and when she's not distracted by other things, she will watch it, and she will be hooked. Our Eve oh, must have been about six or seven, the first High School Musical she watched. And it was on constantly. And you know, end up knowing all the songs. Then High School Musical 2 comes out. And don't forget, the first two films were just TV shows. Correct. Basically, it was only the third one that went on the big screen. Yeah. And the third one sets it up for the fourth one, which never got made. Yeah. Okay. And yet, as you say, but all the actors who are in it, they they won't be in it. Oh no, they've they're no they're now a they, little bit they, old, aren't they? Well, they've missed their opportunity. This was the replacement actors because they did bring in replacement actors who were going to carry it on the legacy on um, for film four. But this, um, it's 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 not as to me. Right, I've had time to reflect on stuff a little bit, and yes, I'm excited to see High School Musical. The musical, the musical, or whatever it's called, but it's not going to be a ten-season uh, mainstay. It's a one-season and done at best. I don't think. See, the thing is, like, I think there's this very odd thing when it comes to making shows for streaming services that it's almost expected that you're going to get a second season, no matter what it's not very often that they create something, especially on, on uh, platforms like Netflix, where they just do a one-season thing and it's been planned that way. You do get them, but most of the shows that they produce, they're expecting that to last a good a good few seasons, at least. Yeah, so, Orange is the New Black, four seasons, and it's done. What? It's still going no, now. What? It's Orange like seven. Is, oh, it's not. Orange is the New Black is... I'd be surprised if it, this is its fifth season. I'm fairly certain if it, it's, it's on its, its seventh season. season, you donut. Orange is the new black is yes. not yes. on its seventh yes, season. Yes, it is. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm a, I'm literally just looking now. It's not. I think season Se- seven, season six, June. and season seven starts. Yeah. Season okay. seven starts in June. Well, I I thought it was finished. Okay, no. so that what well, that's the longest running. Yes, I, you won't you won't find anything else longer than that. Um, well, no, that's because it was the first, and it's very good. It wasn't mm. the first. It was. There was. A, it wasn't. There was a, an Icelandish uh, mafia one. No, no, right, right. Something I want to clear up because Netflix says it's a Netflix original. That's actually one of the biggest lies that they actually say when uh, it's called a Netflix original. What that means is is one of two things. Either one. It is something Netflix commissioned, paid for, filmed, everything. Or the other thing is it's something that they've bought. So I, I think all of us here have watched A Good Place. 
yeah, yeah. I know Craig definitely has. The good place, what does it say at the beginning, Craig? It's a good place. I can't remember. Netflix original. Uh, it does. Do, does it? Yeah, it does. It's not. It's an NBC show in America, shown on network TV. But they bought the right, they bought the distribution rights globally for it. Or definitely for certain markets. So on UK Netflix, when you watch an episode of The Good Place, the first title card you see says a Netflix original. And on the t- on the title for it, it says a Netflix show. It's not. But in America, it they paid for it. Orange is the okay. New Box. Uh, sorry, Orange is the new, new Black and House of Cards were the first two original Netflix programs that they actually did in house. And House of Cards, I think, just did its, its fifth season, its final season. And that's only because Kevin that's, Spacey. Yeah. Otherwise, that, I think that was going to run for another couple itself. Um, so. Yeah, I think if you're on Netflix, I think you you can expect to get anywhere between uh, three and five seasons, I think is is probably the end game for that stuff. And they're producing stuff all the time. So, you know, so right, so the next show on this list is The Mandalorian. This is the Star Wars show. This is the first Star Wars show. Now, as a massive Star Wars fan, I know that this is not the first time they've tried to make a Star Wars TV show. Around the time of... Between Episode 2 and Episode 3 being filmed, they were talking about this massive Star Wars TV show that they were going to do, and it was going to be about the Old Republic, and uh, originally it was going to be about the the Knights of the Old Republic, then it was going to be about the Clone Wars, and it was going to be about something else, and... They talked about it for years and years and years, and this was going to be huge budgets. Um, and it never took off because it was going to cost too much money. And it never happened. But of course, now they've got a streaming service, and now Star Wars is going to be on it. This is where they need to make that happen. So they announced the Mandalorian. Um, that's that's the um, that's to do with uh, Boba Fett and. The, the um not the family of Boba Fett, but the 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 inhabitants of of that planet or whatever. Um, See, like they've got so it's Boba Fett. Like you say, it's, Boba, it's, I say Boba. Right. Yeah. So that that is in um, Skywalker territory. It's set right bang in the middle of the first six films, yeah, at some point. Uh, I don't know. Well, it must be, because Boba Fett is Boba Fett. It's not, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's not about Boba Fett. It's about a Mandalorian, which is like the race of, of people. Of Boba Fett? Well, I mean, he, he is of one. So but, he's a Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm sure it's set around episode four. So if it's set around episode four, is it Boba Fett or not? No. It's Boba Fett, isn't it? Because no. the fella that, the fella on the picture looks a bit Boba Fettery. No. Yes, because that's what they that's their armor. Yeah. Yeah. So all the people who live on that planet live wear the same armor. Well, I'm not saying they even live on a planet. I'm not even saying it's necessarily a race, but it's it's a type of soldier or it's a type of clan or or whatever. 
Boba Fett was a bounty hunter. Yes, they're bounty hunters. So in um, Star Wars Rebels, one of the characters was a Mandalorian. See, this was what goes in head about Star Wars. Like Star Wars planets, or the whole planet will be green, and when they land on there, it'll be like a forest planet, and then the next one will be all blue, and it'll be a water planet, and then the next one will be all gold, and it'll be a desert planet. Just winds me up that. So yeah, I can understand why. But do you know what I mean? Like our planet is is all them colours, and it's got a bit of white in as well. Bit, bit of green, bit of blue, bit of golden, and a bit of white on the, yeah, but you've the got top. To make them, you've got to make them look different, otherwise it's very hard to follow what's going on. If they all look the same, they all look like yeah, Earth, then you like, yeah, but I bet, don't know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you I bet your old planets look a little bit like Earth when there's people living on them, because you do need water and you need some oxygen and you need some stuff. Or, or because those planets don't have that, that's why we don't live on Jupiter. <sighs> Yeah, but because we don't live on Jupiter, no one can live on Jupiter. We well, no. need basic building blocks of life now, for life to exist on planets. You're assuming that everybody, everything that lives, needs the same things that we do. Yeah, you're assuming humans. Yeah, which isn't the case. Well, most of the aliens in Star Wars is humanoid in some respect. Jesus. Right, that... let's, we're go, we're going, got heads and arms and well, legs. Craig is going to soon start telling us the world's flat. So before we go down that road, let's just quickly skip to this. So The Mandalorian is a Star Wars TV show. It's a big budget affair. It's, you know, got John Favreau, uh, you know, kind of in charge of it. It's got Dave Fellini involved in it, who uh, has been doing some of the uh, canon Star Wars stuff, like Star Wars Rebels, like the Clone Wars um involved in it as well he's got some big name people associated with it uh taka watiti is directing an episode who famously directed thor ragnarok uh bryce dallas howard has directed another episode um you know this is a big budget show with a lot of focus on it is the first proper or it's the first live action star wars tv show a lot of eyes are on it now when they announced that show i thought it's clearly not going to be a one and done and sure enough, the first season obviously hasn't launched yet, and they've already announced season two. Yeah, um, and again, I've been reflecting on this. So, the Star Wars when you scroll onto the Star Wars banner of Disney Plus, you're going to go in, and for the first time ever, uh, all the films are available because they're owned by Disney and blah blah blah. Yeah, part two, I think. Well, no. Oh, well. One definitely isn't anymore because they just bought Fox. Yeah. So, number Fox, four. Fox owned the lifetime rights to episode four, which yeah, Disney will now have. Yeah. So, all of them are there now. Under Although you could buy the box set on iTunes because I've got it. Yeah, but that was a that was a licensing thing. But yeah, that was, that was how you could do it. But... Um, I, the only other film that I think might fall out of that is the, the Clone Wars animated film which yeah. was warner brothers but uh, but it was still made by lucasfilm so that again is probably still owned by disney so my point is right so in that star wars uh, folder you've got the nine films okay mm-hmm. probably just the eight films 
uh, then you've got the two add-ons, um, the solo and the, uh, the one. other one, Rogue One. Yep. Then you've got the TV cartoons. Hopefully. Clone, probably, right? But I don't think you've seen them on there. Then you've got the Mandalorian. Well, actually, Clone Wars will be because they are making a new season yes, of Clone Wars. season seven, yeah. So... Six. Well, this is the season seven they're doing now. Season six. No, no, season seven, definitely. You're getting the season seven. There was a big whoop and a holler. Right? Season so... Yeah, but they're doing season seven as well. But, the point being, that's all there is. Even the most hardcore Star Wars fan, you don't... I mean, right, how many more times in your life, Nick, right, are you going to watch Star Wars and you hope? Uh, well, at least once, because uh, in, in the build-up to Episode Nine, we are, as a family, I think, or certainly me and my wife, are actually going to go and watch them all. Um, okay. my wife's never... She claims that she's never watched them all properly, so we're going to do that on the lead up to episode nine. Excellent idea. Yeah, I think we might join you. Yeah, and that might be a podcast section. Um, however, right, genuinely, how many more times are you going to watch that film in your life? I mean, episode four itself, I've seen yes. in excess of a hundred times. Exactly. But this and this is my point with the streaming services. We all pay for these streaming services like Netflix. You don't work your way through the back catalogue of movies that they've signed deals with. You primarily are watching their uh, original content. I don't know that's true. I go back and watch Ulster all the time. Yeah, do I'd you? Say, yeah, I would say I'd probably, yeah. I'd probably More use Netflix watching watch older stuff. Yeah, the newer yeah. stuff. Yeah, I don't. I do. I. I mean, our Eve will um, watch. She's watched all her friends now as a you know a fifteen year old living in this world. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Um, she's watched all of them, and she she's she is working her way through box sets of TV series. But I don't. I like the new content. Occasionally, obviously, I will. I'll go and watch an old film here and an old film there. There a film. Here a film. Everywhere right, an old film. Yeah. Um, but even Amazon Prime, I don't go looking on Amazon Prime for old stuff. I've just um, yesterday finished The Page, which came out for Halloween last year, the Page TV series. Again, original content. And again, not actually an Amazon show. No. It was another uh, one that Amazon bought the rights to. Exactly. But it's on there, and that's the only place I can see it. So... My point again is Disney Plus. I was so so hyped to uh, when it was a, a, announced the other night, but on reflection, I'm a little bit like, oh, hold on a minute. Once I've watched all their original content in six weeks, what's still there to keep me there? The promise of Mandalorian season two in three months. You won't. You won't. If you was, if you actually, if you hadn't seen this stuff before, so like, I have not watched the Clone Wars. I watched the first, the original Clone Wars cartoons they did, 
before episode three came out, which were made by the same team that made Dexter's Lab. But when I it went CGI, I, di- I didn't watch it. I try and watch And what's the other one? Uh, the other cartoon series that no, they Rebels. all lose the shit. Yeah, Star Wars Rebels. I try and watch that. And ultimately, they are children's cartoons. They're not, and I'm not though. Yeah, but they are, though. They, they are. You know, the stories uh, are, are not as simple as watching No, like no, no. It's like Batman. When you watch Batman on a cartoon... All Batman ever does is kill robots. Um, he never kills real people, or he doesn't kill real people. You know, you know what I mean. <sighs> the super, it's like the Marvel, the Marvel cartoons, right? They never kill humans or stuff like that. They always kill some sort of cyborg army that's attacking them. I just well, hang on. You can say the same about the Star Wars film. I mean, you know, how many stormtroopers do you see die? You don't know they're actual real people inside them. You do? When you don't, what when you first watch Star Wars, do you think that they're people or do you think they're robots? People? Yeah. Okay. I don't. There's no way. I, I mean I watched that film when I was five. There was no way I thought they C three PO is a robot. Yeah. The the other fellas, they're all you can tell that they're running and the the wearing leotards underneath all their white gear. Oh, so all robots have to be C three PO? Yeah, R two D two not see First time I saw stormtroopers, I thought they were. I did not <clears throat> think there were people inside. They look like robots. Why would I think yeah. that they're humans inside yeah. those costumes? Like, I mean, obviously, I know from an acting point of view, but I'm talking about. I I saw those and the masks and the armor, and I just assumed they were robots. So that's no. of course you did. My point is, they're still kids' cartoons. They might be adding to the 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 story and stuff, you know, but you know it's people, hard you to know sit people, down and watch them as you know an adult. Pe- you know people die in those Star Wars cartoons, right? Do they? Yes. Or is it just like the 18? No. Just because there's no blood... I mean, look, there's no blood in Star Wars anyway. Like, Star Wars as a film franchise has never shown blood... Well, the first time you saw blood Finn. in a Star Wars film was Finn. It was the first yeah. time in a Star Wars film you saw blood, and yet you've seen people lose hands, get cut in half, no blood. Yeah, yeah, but is there enough content coming out to keep you engaged? Yes, because if I had this service, then I would go, I'd make a You'd point. Dig around go, for it. Yeah, I'd yeah. go, right, I'm going to actually watch the, all the Clone Wars is on there. The reason I don't watch a lot of these things, the reason why I didn't watch the Clone Wars when it first came out was because of the way it was shown on TV in the UK. They you showed put it all it on s- Disney Life. Oh. They showed it on Sky in the UK. I didn't get a chance to watch it, so I, I I missed that boat. Now I will. I've always said I will go and watch. I will sit down at some point and watch the Clone Wars. They've just added the rest of it to Disney Life, so it's now all on there. So I could sit down and watch it. Star Wars Web Rebels. I think they've just added the final seasons of that on there as well. Now I know it's all complete. I can sit there and watch it, and I will at some point. I will sit there and watch it. The biggest problem for me with all of this stuff is time. If I wasn't doing 25 podcasts, I'd have more time to watch stuff like Clone Wars. But the, the fact is, is that the Star Wars element of Disney life is going to be the weakest part in terms of the content. That is something they're going to be resolving. They've got a new series of Star Wars films that will be coming out 
you know, there's going to be a new trilogy, isn't there, after the Skywalker saga's finished? Yeah. No. The, yes, there is. No, there no, isn't. Written by the Game of Thrones, two no. people from Game of Thrones. You see, you haven't listened to Biff Baff Boff, have you? Right. Craig, that is on still, thin ice. No, it's not on thin ice. It's going to happen. It is not going to happen as quickly as the Star Wars films have come out. It's going to happen. It's not on thin ice. It will happen. Mr. Just, Washington will kick your butt. He can, he can try to. He like he, he like that is not the case. It is still going to happen. Disney are not going to stop making Star Wars films. They will make Star Wars films. Do you know, right, as well, I'm not sure the general public have got an actual thirst for Star Wars that isn't part of the Skywalker saga. There's only one way to find out, isn't there? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And they'll they'll tie it in in enough of a way that it will grab the general public. They're not stupid. Of course. This This is their new, this is the next cash cow. It they're really, not. Really they're not going to make the Star Wars films just for Star Wars fans. It wouldn't. It, they're a business. They, they've got to make it for the general public as well. I, I I just don't know if there's a a big enough thirst. I really don't. And they've already announced a second Star Wars show on it as well, which is a spin-off of Cassian Andor, who was one of the characters out of Rogue One. Yeah. And already led, you know, that character was already the face of the Star Wars Void experience. So I'm glad to see them, you know, continue with that character and it'd be good to see what adventures they can do with him that's obviously going to be a prequel of, of Rogue One. So, um, you know, that's two shows that they've announced with the, you know, the return of the Clone Wars as well. They're building content, but it, of course, is going to be the weakest element in terms of that. But at the same time, it's quality, not quantity. And it is only a, it's only one element of quite a lot of other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm desperate for, I'm just being the the person on the other side of the fence for this. No, of course. Um, I want the Star Wars stuff to be a massive success because I'm, I want to be able to watch it more and enjoy and it. And I want new stuff to come out and I want it to work. I'm desperate for it to work. Darth Vader, did Darth Vader could have his own sitcom? Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, let's, let's not yeah, smoke crack now. pushing it. <laughs> no, all right. Well, Darth Vader could have his own TV series or his own series of films because it's a man in a mask. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't take his mask off, or when he does, I do want to see the sitcom. <laughs> Josh, take the binge out. <laughs> there was there do was we... a video that some there was a video series that someone did about Darth Vader having a normal office job. It was kind of oh, like I a spin off the that. office. That's, yeah, that does sound quite funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, we talked about the Star Wars stuff as well as that. They announced a flood of programming for Marvel. So we've already, and, and this shows as well, one, the commitment to, you know, really trying to bring people in, but also the, the deepness of their pockets because they announced, not that I, I can say I'm excited for this, but they've announced it anyway. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier have got a spin-off. Yep. Um, Loki, they already announced was going to have his own series. Yeah, and Tom Hiddleston. Uh, that's back. year two that's though right, isn't it role. that's year two um, yeah. and also uh, the vision and the scarlet witch called WandaVision which I, you know 
as a Brit, I mean, could you have named it anything worse? <laughs> because all, that all is you think sitcom. is just chuckle vision. Um, Wonder Wonder Vision, or Wonder Vision, exactly. Wonder Wonder Vision, just da, awful. Da, da, da. To me, to you, using tele- uh, telepathic powers. Um, <laughs> I mean, it sounds awful. That's year two as well. But um, all of those shows are going to star the actors that portrayed them in the films. Which, which is amazing. Huge That is. Oh, yeah. it's, it's absolutely. That's one of the biggest things that does me in about the DC universe is the stuff that's on the telly is brilliant. And how cool would it have been if the TV flash was on the main, the big screen, just with a better suit, really, like they do when it goes to the big screen. Everything gets a bit better. But they didn't. They replaced him with some nomad who I've never heard of. Uh, do you know what I mean? They, this is phenomenal what they've done with Marvel. Apps to sign all them big people up. But again, deep it's pockets. Yep. deep pockets. But, you know, it's going to be so interesting. I don't know. I haven't read up. Are these uh, set during the films? They're, after they're the not, films? They're not talking about any of this stuff Yeah, yet they've not actually. They've, they've released spoilers. titles. Um, yeah, they haven't really released much. Because could they shit on to, you know, what's gone on in the films? Could it contradict continuity? They've got to be so switched on because there's no one more nerdy than the Marvel yeah. nerds who's going to pull them to pieces if they're getting stuff wrong. And they won't. I mean, they are no. the masters of this. This is what they've done so well for 21 films. So Yeah, I was about to say, there's this, there's this big thing going on at the minute yeah. with a load of films. And this this yeah. is where this is where this is different to the Netflix stuff because this is tied into the films. The Netflix now, stuff was its own little universe. Which did reference the films, yeah. But like, I'm not saying that they didn't reference. He wasn't it at called all, the but... Hulk, but there was something pinned up uh, on one of the notice boards in one of the series where they referenced the Green Man or the Green Monster, I think they called him. Um, so it, it, it was referenced. However, it, that them references got less and less as the series went on, and it become apparent that the TV and the movies weren't marrying together. Um, but again, you say 21 films, this new one coming out, Endgame's obviously 22, then there's Spider-Man 23, and so on and so forth. How much more storytelling is there to be done in Marvel? Well, considering that, you know, characters like Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and the X-Men have been around for over 50 years. No, I know that. I know that. Right so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course they have. But how soon before people get tired of them? And... I don't think, well, no, there's years and years and years left. Yeah, I, I, I agree. There will be fatigue at some point, as there always is. And, you know, we talked about this in Disaster Art recently about, you know, Westerns were the big thing in films for years. That was like the, the equivalent to this. And then when Star Wars came out, it was space films. And at the moment, the cool thing is superhero films. There will be a ceiling. You know, superhero films at some point will start to get less popular. But at the moment, it is at an all-time high. I mean, if you look at the trajectory of, like, Marvel films, from Iron Man to, you know, the Avengers, um, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, and even the other Marvel films in between. You know, the trajectory is huge. I mean, you saw the numbers that they were talking about and how uh, how much money 
the average Marvel film makes. You know, all of those films are making... 980 yeah. million, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, it's just under a billion dollars a film. Globally, Past, I yeah. mean, it yeah, is well, ridiculous. Captain Marvel's gone through the billion now, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, and she, I mean, that is purely... Carol has done that on the strength of the Avengers film that come out before it. Well, more so the one that's because of the anticipation and yeah. you know because it's it, again it's genius. I don't I don't get all the politics surrounding the film about whether she's a woman or whether she frowned right or whether she was too snarly or whether doesn't, whatever doesn't really matter. Good film. It was irrelevant to me. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a cracking film. The thing is, it's, what's 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 amazing is Marvel's a comic character, a comic book company. All of these characters are in comic books. They still sell now, and the comic book industry is in the toilet. You'd have thought that. Yeah, the films, How's if anything, it not would have kickstarted that. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Well, I, I th- didn't realise it was in the toilet. That that surprises me. Well, I mean, I think the fact that they now charge about five dollars a comic. I mean, I've not bought comic books in years. I used to buy a lot. I've I've got boxes of comic books at my my parents' house that I'll never see again. Um, are people to too? Are this comics. generation of people too lazy to sit and read a comic book? No, it's not that. I think uh, I think it's a combination of of time does that is a factor, but also just the cost. I used to buy um, uh, how many X Men titles? I used to buy I think two or three X Men titles a month. Um, one of the uh, did I buy Spider Man? Actually, I don't think I did buy Spider-Man. I just watched the cartoons. Um, but I was reading to X-Men. I had X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, Generation X, which was a spin-off. Um, then you had the Marvel versus DC crossover event. Then you had Age of Apocalypse. And I had all the Age of Apocalypse, this big event where the timelines got changed and all the characters got um, altered and changed. And they all had their own series. And I I had all of those. Um you know, I was really into Marvel Comics in the 90s. And the reason I gave up buying comics was not just the cost. At that time, they were fairly cheap. But um, because I just didn't have time to read them, I was just getting piles and piles of comics and having less and less time to read them. So I think that's some of the problem, uh, if I'm honest. But it's also the cost. Like, If I was buying three or four comics a month, I was paying for those uh, you know, let's say four comics. I was paying less than like eight quid for them. Now you'll be paying like 20, 25 quid. Then you've got to store them. Yeah, it's That's just... the, that is the average price of a magazine though. I know they're not the same yeah, thing. But, but... But, comic, but yeah, that's the thing. Comic books are always cheaper than magazines. That was another right, thing okay. that they, you know, it's, it's not like they've gone in line with inflation. It's just that they've, they've gone up in costs. Um, right. And obviously do, digital is fighting into it. Mm. The digital, and they do, I think it's a tenner a month, something like that. Yeah, I heard about this earlier. which yeah. I, I didn't even know that existed, which seems like actually quite a good idea. Oh, and you get idea. unlimited usage of, you know, you get all the, the releases coming out. I and don't you think can you get, get everything. Issues, but... You can get back issues and all sorts. So, you know, if you wanted to do that and go back and read the old comics, you have access to that as well. But anyway, the, the fact is, is that Marvel are still... You know they're a huge. It's the the movie division is is huge, and so I think the appetite is is definitely still there and will be there to come. And with them expanding on this and and doing these shows, one the thing is like I never watched Agents of Shield. I never watched the Netflix stuff. 
I was quite happy to watch the films. Like comic books, you have to pick and choose what you want to follow. Um, so I didn't. But with these shows, because they are going to be prequels, sequels, in between films, you know, they, you know, we don't know. But you know, one of these series might be set in between the events of uh, Captain America: Civil War and uh, Infinity War. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. There's every chance that one of these series could tie up some of the things that you don't know that happened in a certain time period. Other things will be a follow-on. Other things might be a prequel. You'll be more invested in, in looking at these programs if um, you know they're going to tie into the films in some way. Plus, the other thing as well, when you do a show that's only like ten episodes, it's mu- a much easier commitment than something like Agents of Shield, which has like twenty episodes a season. And it's released at various times. With this stuff, it'll be bang on the streaming service, done. Binge at your leisure. That, that's a, yeah. I, I, did they touch on that? Are they? <clears throat> Sorry. I think um, they're doing. Yeah, I go on. The Mandalorian's coming out week by week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, um, but that's still fine. I mean. Yeah, yeah. But so did, I, I, I can't remember. Did they mention about are they dropping a whole series on a day or no they, they didn't it? they didn't really they go didn't into touch that on much it. detail no but obviously and... it keeps you hooked for longer it'll keep you subscribed if they're doing it week by week and the big thing as well is you know when you, you're doing the same kind of streaming service you can do weekly when you've got something like agents of shield because of the stupid american television model you'll get two episodes of agents of shield oh, yeah. <laughs> then a break then they'll come back for an episode then they'll have another two weeks off then another episode yeah. then, then a month-long break then four episodes, you know, every week, and then another break. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not consistent. Exactly Even if they release it weekly, you've only got to wait 10 weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's you know that for nothing. the next 10 weeks, it is coming out. <clears throat> now, that's the live action stuff. They also announced quite a lot of animated stuff as well. Um, they announced a spin off from um, Toy Story 4 involving the character of Forky. Oh yeah, well, that's the question. Yeah. Um, so you got that. Um, there was also there was also Bo Peep one, which I can't remember the name of, but it was. I think it might have been a short film, but it was about the um, what happened between Toy Story two and three. I think. Where did she go, basically? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, she got a makeover. We already talked about the Clone Wars that's coming out in year one. Um, they announced the first Marvel animated show that they're doing called Marvel's yeah, What If. What now, If, yeah. That looks if, good. What if sounds, was, sounds good. What If was one of my favourite Marvel comic books. Um, like the title and, and the first episodes that they gave us, it was What If So-and-So Happened. So what if um, the Incredible Hulk lost his powers? But someone um, else got his powers. Yeah. Or, 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 or you know. Because they've whatever. given an example, haven't they? The example, the first episode is going to be if uh, Peggy Carter became the super soldier. That was it. Rather than Steve Rogers. So, you know, it was all things like that. And some of them were quite funny. Some of them were more serious. But it was just like um, an alternative take of a a piece of Marvel history. So um, that would be a good show. Um, And another big one, again, talking about deep pockets, Monsters at Work. Yeah, can't wait for that. Monsters Inc. Love spin-off. Monsters Inc. Following on from the end of the first film, and <laughs> although they won't be the lead characters, which is deep pockets but saving some money, um, <laughs> Billy Crystal and, and John Goodman back to reprise their roles. 
stunning. Absolutely yeah, stunning. And, and quite a few of the people that are, are that were associated. So um, I can't remember who voiced the character Roz. Right, I thought it was Roz. But um, it's her sister. It's the same voice actor. Um, and there'll be new characters as well, voiced by by new actors. Um, but there'll be a, a, a combination of characters that we know from the Monster Inc. franchise and, and new characters. So that will be uh, something exciting as well. So they're not messing about there. I, I think one thing we failed to talk about Disney Disney Plus so far, actually, we've kind of really gone over the place, which is that Shock. Disney Plus is not just going to be, as the name suggests, Disney. We've already talked about Marvel and Star Wars, but it's going to be Pixar as well. So this whole this whole product is going to be your home for Disney films, Disney programming, Marvel films, Marvel programming, Star Wars films, Star Wars programming, and Pixar films and Pixar programming, and their shorts. Um, you know, it's it's going to have everything in one place, and I think that's the key thing. At the moment, um, even in the UK, we can't get everything in, in one place. Disney life is brilliant, but as we said, you've still got to wait a long time for those films to have their window available for them to start showing it. Um, once this deal with Netflix goes, uh, and it's already on the way out now, um, everything that Disney released will be going straight to Disney+. Plus. So Captain Marvel is the first film. Yeah, it's day one. To uh, Disney+, Disney Plus, as you said, day one. Um, Dumbo is the first Disney live action film where the same rule will apply. Uh, and Toy Story 4 will be the first Disney animated film. So, When does Endgame appear on there, then? Well, it'll be after Captain Marvel. Well, yeah. I I seem to think that both of them were going out on launch. Uh, no. I, 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 they didn't mention that. So what the, what the deal... As far as I know, what the deal is, uh, and has been always kind of been traditional, is... There's got to be a three-month window from a cinema release to a home release. So when Captain Marvel comes out, three months from the, the opening day of that, they can start sending it on DVD, Blu-ray, digital download. Um, and they normally, they've now changed that, so now you get a digital download for two, normally two weeks in advance of the physical releases. So... That's why Captain Marvel will be there day one. I imagine Avengers will probably be day one as well, but if not, it'll be there before the end of the year. So before Christmas, Endgame will be on there as well. I'm just looking at Clone Wars now on Disney Life. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, oh, this doesn't look too bad. I think I've seen most of series one, considering it was a kid's cartoon. Now, I mean, spoiler alert for those that haven't seen Solo, but if not, the film came out almost a year ago, you heathens. Um, Darth Maul makes an appearance in Solo. Yeah, I've just seen him in Clone Wars. Right, and that's that's it. If you if you knew if you'd watched Clone Wars, you'd know how and why Darth Maul was actually alive. So that's another thing. But um, yeah, so we're talking about the other things. So. Something else that you're going to get with Disney Plus is uh, National Geographic. How now, long have they owned them? Uh, Fox, I, I think. I think that might have is been part, part of Fox. Fox thing. I think so. 
Yeah, I think so. I'm sure National Geographic was owned by Fox, so it wasn't a Disney property. Um, but it was it was that. So you know that was the part of the presentation. I think we all zoned out a little bit. Let's be honest. Yeah, you know that's that's the boring stuff in it. Documentaries. We all love a bit yeah. Vicky Attenborough, David Attenborough, but you know otherwise. Um, but they announced but some, some of it. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the one that obviously piqued my interest was the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. Which is Jeff Goldblum finds out about stuff. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I think they talked it a bit more, but I'd lost interest in that. I was just like, just just play it now. I want to see it now. It's Jeff Goldblum doing how stuff works, basically. Yeah. Yes. Um, they also announced a show, which I think sounds great, called Magic of Animal Kingdom. Yeah, which was a behind-the-scenes look of I like the, the vets um, that look after the animals in the Animal Kingdom and also the <laughs> Sea Pavilion at Epcot. Sorry, in, in my head I'm thinking about what was the BBC One program with Rolf Harris? Animal Hospital. Yeah. Yeah, there's no magic of uh, Animal Hospital, that's for sure. <laughs> or um, Ben Fogel, bring Ben Fogel in. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, although at least he's not yew tree, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they announced a lot of documentaries. There's uh, one about Imagineering, which I've been hearing a lot about for a long time, uh, about what there was rumours of it, and then it kind of went a bit quiet, and that's obviously why it's going to be launched on there. Um, they're having their own cooking show where the winners are going to get a dish put on the menu at uh, one of the Disney theme parks. It's quite interesting. Uh, there's a, a series all about the making of Frozen 2, can't say that that's really Ad, yeah. uh, advert for Frozen 2, you mean? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, st- you know, documentaries about Marvel, art of the Ink movies, the yeah. I mean, it just it just sounds great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure with some of those things, it will be you know, how certain Disney films are made and the trials and tribulations. Um, you know, that kind of stuff just sounds great, and it's Again, it, it's that stuff that just enriches the service, doesn't it, really? Um, now, other things that they announced quite a while ago, because they have to make, you know, it takes a while to make these things, is that they will be making their own films for this. Yeah. Uh, and the first one that they announced, they showed an image of, was for Lady and the Tramp. Oh, Which yeah. looked adorable. Um, and yeah, it's another remake, but it is what it is. Now, uh, but at least this is going to the streaming service opposed to cinema. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think we'll see more of those. Uh, there's a film called Noel, which um, is an Anna Kendrick film. Now, that was originally announced as being a a Disney cinema release. And I oh, think they've okay. pulled it back to launch on Disney Plus again, just for added content. And there was another one. I want to say it was called like Wizard School or something, but that sounds that sounds too obvious. But there was definitely a film with um, Adam Devine they were making that was about magic or wizards or something. Magic Magic Camp. Oh, there you go. Did a family they... comedy centering on for magicians. Right. I knew it was something like that. So has that been announced for this as well? Yeah, that that was in the uh, lineup. Yeah, right there you go. So yes, I knew, and that was another film that they had originally earmarked for a cinema release. That's going to be going to Disney Plus. 
So again, that you know, I think this is going to be a little bit like a dis, you know, what they do for Disney Channel in terms of movies, except these are going to have proper budgets. Yeah, these will be a bit more upscaled. So, and also more exciting for me is uh, there's a Phineas and Ferb movie. Uh, I've always loved Phineas and Ferb, so more Phineas and Ferb is is a good thing. And luckily, I, it's an animated one, so I think. Once the, they've got established and you've got so many million people subscribed, I think they will do some movie stroke um, straight to streaming tests. So potentially a Star Wars film will come out and if you want to go and watch it on the big screen, you can. But on the night of release, you can watch it in the te- on your telly and your house as well. Well, I mean... This is something I think the industry needs to do in general. I don't think Disney just needs to do this. I think in general, because I think we are now and going back to the uh, ability to watch things in in decent quality. Yeah. Um, the ability now to be able to watch a film on day one of cinema release in your own home is so appealing because for Sky me, Sky have done it. Yeah, but they yeah, did really crap films. Yeah, it was really crap films, but they that's have the done it. Yeah, but that's because like all of those films they've done it with are films that they've either bought the rights to because the producers have tried to set it off cheap or it's flopped in America and they've bought it cheap. Like every film that they've released, it's been exactly the same case. It's not been a proper mainstream. I'm talking Star Wars. I'm talking no, 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 the yeah. next Marvel film. And the thing is, I've been thinking about this for a long time, You like there's got to be a big premium. So I think at the moment when a film comes out to buy on or rent on iTunes, you pay what about five quid to rent it or about 15 quid to buy it when the film first comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take a shilling. Yeah. Now, if you, if, if they did this for star Wars episode nine, I would fully expect to pay about 30 quid to watch that opening night because they've got to factor in, how much they're going to lose on the cinema yeah. ticket. Yeah. And it will be a premium. But for that, you get to watch it in <clears> 4K on your screen at home. And you're going to get all your friends around to watch it as well. Exactly. So, but I, but I can, Charge them a fiver each. I can see it happening. I can see it <laughs> happening at some point, and I wouldn't be amiss to it. Um, Aquaman is 13.99, so that's the standard price, 13.99. Four ninety nine to rent. So it, what? It, what's the deal with that? Watch it once. Watch it. Or did you get it for twenty four hours? Or no, that's to that's to keep it. No, oh, no. sorry, to purchase it. Yeah. To oh. purchase is thirteen ninety nine to rent. Right. Rent you get. I think it's twenty four hours window to watch. Once you start it, you've got to get it watched. Yeah. Just once. Yeah. Oh no! You can. I think you can watch it multiple times in that in that twenty-four hour window. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So I can see that being the case, but we're we're still a few years away from that. Uh, now, going back to what Craig was saying, um, so these are films that are confirmed at either at launch or within the first few months of that service opening. Uh, Captain Marvel, Dumbo, Avengers Endgame, Aladdin, Toy Story 4, Lion King, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Frozen 2, Star Wars Episode 9. All of those films will be available on Disney Plus within the first year of its of it launching. 
and it will be the only place I reckon you'll be able to see those films as well. Yeah. No HBO, nothing like that. No, definitely not. So it'll be interesting going back to what we said at the beginning about how it works in the UK. Yeah. With the Sky deal. And all of these, I'm uh, just looking at, you know, the, the kind of films that they've confirmed. Uh, so funny enough, uh, on that list is the Clone Wars animated film. So every Star Wars film will be on that from day one, including that. It, although saying that, it doesn't say anything about the two Ewoks films, <laughs> which, of course, should be included. And, of course, the 1978 holiday special. Oh, the holiday special. Very ballsy if they put that on there. Um, but I mean, they'd be you, like putting Song of the South on there. Well, I was going to say, you're guaranteed pretty much everything will be on that service except for uh, Song of the South. Yeah. I think everything else. And probably Doctor Sin as well, because no one seems to remember that film exists. Um, they're putting on all of, or, or they say all of the shows, but again, I reckon there'll be gaps. But the, um, you know, any Disney Channel, Disney XD, Disney Junior content will all be on there. Um, so, I mean, this service is just going to be huge. One-stop shop. Yeah, and, and, you know, we didn't talk about the Fox stuff. So, Fox stuff will be coming to Disney Life. So, you know, the Fox Library of Films, TV series that Fox have made, and then, of course, they've got the biggest announcement of the night. With an amazing teaser, which I've watched back it's, countless times. I fell asleep at this point. So I woke up in, in the morning just to see that screenshot. I yeah. thought someone had made it. <clears throat> I didn't realise that was well, they actually had. Someone, what they showed. Someone had made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, somebody that's in someone the paid to make that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I thought someone had made that up. A fan. Um, yeah, then I rewatched it. I was like, no, brilliant. That is a great way to introduce it. Oh, it's, it's, it's almost the only way to introduce it. Yeah, it was. It was just just brilliant. And welcome to the G. Thirty thirty years, thirty seasons of The Simpsons are going to be on that platform from day one. Just incredible. You know, The Simpsons has not been anywhere near as good. You know, since like. The late, the late two thousand, uh, the late nineties. Um, you know, it, it kind of it, it, there's been good episodes in every season. It's just they're much fewer and further between. But that is still an incredible library to have. They, they've come in at just the right price, I think. Well, yeah, we haven't talked about the price yet. We haven't talked about. We've been talking about the content. So the price is Craig. Five dollars and ninety nine cents. No, it's not. It's not. Try again. <laughs> Six dollars and ninety nine cents. You had what? Literally had one job. <laughs> one, job. one job. I'll come back Four. in now. Craig, how much is it if you want to purchase it for the year? It's sixty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yes. Now that this is a saturated market with streaming services, you've yep. got your Netflix, your Prime, but then you've got all these littler ones. What's the one Amanda likes, the horror one? Shudder. You know, so there's all these little, smaller streaming. We've got in the UK Now TV. These are all established. Now, Now TV is Sky. Now, is that going to get shut down? You I, know, think, because I think it'll become Hulu, I'm honest. I think it'll become Hulu myself. It'll be our version of Hulu. Because... The Now TV is absolutely compelling 
the box sets you get on there for the price you get are astronomical. And they bundle it in with live TV channels. So you can get your Sky Ones and your Sky Atlantic and everything all included. So throw into the mix, you've got Apple launching at some point, who have now got to go, because Apple's, looking back now, when they launched their TV um, uh, a month ago, that is shocking. Apple are so out of touch. I wonder if Apple now saw this Disney one and have now gone, oh, shit. Exactly. Because they, Apple, what Apple did on the night was quality, quality, quality. Because what Apple likes is the illusion that their stuff is better than everyone else's. That's why you pay a premium for it. They've got six shows. They've got six shows, (laughs) yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I think $15 will be a good price point. Uh, now somebody's had to resign. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't put a price out because they're keeping us hanging on. But Apple has got to come in cheaper now because is Apple going to give us access to all the films in the iTunes library? I don't think so. All right, well, here's a question for you, Craig. Right? Here's a question for you, Craig. You've got Apple Music, yeah? Yes. And you've had Apple Music pretty much since day one. Yes. How often do you listen to the radio station? Daily. Do you really? Yes. Wow. We use it on the Sonos system. Uh, Every day, every morning while I've got breakfast on, the, the, the charts are on, the chart show, the radio chart show, whatever it's called. Um, just tonight, uh, while I was travelling passenger back from Crewe to Liverpool, I was listening to um, Johnny Cash albums. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, I'm not, but I'm talking about Beats 1. Oh, Beats 1 shit. Right, well, we're talking about a radio station. Yeah. No, there's more than one. There's radio stations. There's curated radio stations. I yeah, listen I'm not to... About curated. Uh, I'm not talking about curated. Beats 1 is an actual live radio station that is Apple. Yeah. You see, the problem with Beats 1 is um, it's very rap-type, boy-in-the-hood-type orientated, yeah, and it's just not my bag. Yeah. I want Beats 2, which is a bit more like Radio 2, BBC Radio 2. Yeah, when I get Ken Bruce on board, you'll be on board, yeah? Exactly, yes. And that was rumoured to be coming. I mean, look at the way um, Absolutely does their radio stations. What's it? Absolute Radio? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got Absolute Rock, Absolute 80s, Absolute 70s. Um, They're all exactly the same radio station, but the music fits in between the talking. But it's... um... I mean that's that's similar to like the Sirius XM, which yeah. we, don't, we don't get over in the UK, but like satellite no. radio in America. Yeah, so they'll do the news, and then an eighties song will go on the eighties channel, and a seventies song will go on the seventies channel, and then somebody will do a bit of talking, and then the next song will come on, and it'll be an eighties song or a seventies song or a sixties song, depends on what channel you're listening to. Uh, if Apple was to do that. And, and put out a bit of content like that as radio stations. I listen to Apple radio stations constantly. We drove all the way back from Scotland in February 
in about seven or eight hours listening to Apple Music, um, the pop station, whatever it was called. Um, we didn't have a song repeat once. You know, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But the, the TV is going to be shit. They're out of touch, seriously out of touch. Do you know what they need? Whoever can, Disney have got ESPN as well as a standalone. Um, somebody needs to buy the rights to Premier League football. Well, they talked about because ESPN have just made cut a massive deal with the UFC in America. What's the UFC? Ultimate Fighting Championships. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they now have... It used to be Fox that used to have the, the kind of rights, but their deal's even better than Fox's. So they've got the pay-per-views and, and everything. Um, and they're selling that as part of their ESPN Plus service, which is... Does anyone remember how that's tying into this? Or is that still being kept as a separate service? I think it's being separate. kept separate, isn't it? Separate, yeah. And that, but that's branching out. That was that, that you've just reminded me that was the other thing next to Hulu that is going into the South American Spanish market and then worldwide. We've got ESPN in the UK now, we have, BT, yeah, but it's not, it's very different, though. yeah. I mean, they have the 30 by 30 documentaries and they have a lot of their programming, but the lineups are not the same. They don't have the you same, can, you can pay a subscription at a tenner a month for the ESPN. I, I get it as part of my package, so yeah, yeah, it's a BT thing. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, sport is the is the the new big thing. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting when that model changes as well. And we start getting stuff like that. If Disney might get involved with that well, with ESPN, I'm sure Amazon bought the rights to some football. They have after next season. It's after next season, isn't it? Oh, sorry, Apple. it might be. It might be next season. Yeah, Apple looked at it uh, and didn't think it was the ready for it. But could you imagine? I've banged on about this in the past. A Premier League app on your Apple TV. Yeah, we, I think we spoke about it before and think, yeah, good idea. But yeah. it's just too far away from being the thing at the minute. You would have a Leicester app on yours. Nick would have a West Ham app, and I would have a Liverpool app. And I would buy the rights to all the Liverpool games, so on and so forth. And I would pay a good couple of hundred dollars a year for that. Easy. But, I mean, this is this is clearly a sign of the future. This is, you know, I, I think what they've done with Disney+, Plus, just bringing it back on topic, is they have brought, and I think people are undervaluing and underestimating the library, just in general. You know, we've been very lucky in the UK that we've had Disney Live for the last few years and had access to that. I mean, with kids, it has been absolutely a lifesaver in terms of, uh, you know, entertainment, but also education in being able to go, oh, when uh, when mummy and daddy were little, we saw The Little Mermaid or we saw um, Cinderella or Stephen Beauty because you know those films had come out on video or anything like that. Like when we were young, the only way for us to see Disney films really was whatever they put on the bank holiday weekend, 
or what videos we got bought at Christmas. Or the, occasionally, I remember going to pictures to see the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, when they, I, I, I saw coming out the vault. I saw Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs when I was it was my first cinema experience. When I was about four or five. Um, so yeah, you, you know, to watch those old films, I remember watching uh, Fantasia when that got re-released out of the vault. But you couldn't just buy these things on video. You had to wait for them to be re-shown at the cinema. Or as I said, like you know, you might get two or three Disney films a year be shown on TV. That was it. You have now got, at you know, you know, at the end of a remote, the ability to watch almost the entire Disney library for five quid a month, and now that is being rolled out globally. It's just, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, and I, and I'm in. Although I've had reservations tonight, I would have heard them quite substantially because if, if you were to sit down and and all the original content that drops on day one and you didn't go to bed and you sat and watched it all, you'd probably have it watched in less than two days. Original content? No. New new stuff. New stuff. Not the back catalogue. It's more than two days worth of original brand new content. 48 hours? More than 48 hours? 72 hours in less than a week you'd have it watched in less yeah, than a I, week I, I, yeah. three a week yeah and you that's, that's cause that time but some people would and that's the thing mm. you know that's, when that's why it's I, surprising I was able to watch Breaking Bad um, catch up from you know because I come into it late I burned through it in about three weeks Every waking moment, I was watching Breaking Bad. When I wasn't driving the train or I wasn't feeding the kids or doing something, I'd be sitting on the bog watching Breaking Bad. I'd be sitting in a mess room watching Breaking Bad. I'd be just, I watched Breaking Bad. So people will do it and then they'll cancel it and they'll wait for the next series to drop in two months' time and then they'll resubscribe again. I don't think they will. I think if you, you've got to be smart here. You will always get people that do that. But like I said, I've had my Netflix subscription. Yeah, I've had my Netflix subscription continually. Yeah, because not, not because of Yeah, not because of the new content that drops every month. Because to be honest, I look at the, you know, what's coming to Netflix this month, most months, and think, God, there is absolutely nothing there that I care about. But then I've got all the other stuff that I'm halfway through watching or you know, films that I haven't got around to watch yet. So there's always something for me to watch on Netflix if I want to. Uh, who does Disney buy next? What's left for Disney to buy? To add to that. To add to Disney Plus. Can they buy DC? No. So they are not able to go and buy the DC company. DC is is Warner. Warner's just been bought out. Uh, I can't remember who bought them out. Conglomerate last year bought them out. Um, it, it, it's too messy, and and there is still value in the DC property, even though you know, in terms of comic book sales and movies and, and stuff, they are paling far behind. In you know, in, compa- in comparison to Marvel, um, they wouldn't they wouldn't sell that, and they you, you don't want it. I mean, you don't want 
everyone to own everything. Like I watch wrestling, even at 36, I watch wrestling, right? And or 35, I just I, I just age myself. Um and I remember back in 2000, and this was because of Warner, um, in 2001, WCW, its biggest rival, its most competitive rival, the one that almost put WWF out of business, were being put up for sale because Warner didn't want them anymore. The ratings were in the toilet. They were hemorrhaging money. They wanted to get rid. And there was a couple of people that were interested they couldn't get a price agreed. WWF come and bought their own competition. There was no one else for them to compete with. They did the worst crossover stroke invasion angle. It was bloody awful. And yet, as a kid, all I wanted to see was like the best of WCW versus the best of WWF. Who would win? When there's no competition left, it's just it's just this really diluted product you start to lose interest so you want there to always be decent competition so i don't think i don't think disney need to buy anyone else at the moment i really don't uh, i hope not i don't think so uh, and also as well they, they you know you've got to have a limit um at, at some point you're going to make the wrong decision you're going to buy the wrong company the only the only company i'd have any interest in disney buying would be apple and yeah, everything would be the other way around apple and disney both own bits of each other anyway yeah they do yeah they're in bed with each other aren't they yeah. Yeah. Apple, majority shareholder in disney well not apple themselves but um, steven jobs's family and everything own yeah well, yeah, because Steve Jobs used to obviously own Pixar. Yeah, that's how he quoted. Yeah, so yeah, so that was that was all there. Um, but no, I mean, I I, I just think with this pl- price point, with the content that you've got, and we're going to talk about this on Disaster Dark tomorrow with with everyone else as well. And there will be people that think this is the best thing since sliced bread, and there'll be people that will pick holes all the way through it saying yeah but this yeah but that if disney came into this marketplace with this product and tried to change uh, tried to charge netflix pricing or higher it would be a, a tough sell for a lot of people the fact you're coming in at 6.99 i, I mean again uh, you know i i know hulu is a little bit more expensive i know netflix is about 11 12 even the wwe network is ten dollars a month. Six ninety nine for what you're getting is just such incredible value. I don't know how long it's they're gonna keep it up for. Everybody on that podcast who records tomorrow, everyone who turns up, and I don't know what the cast is for tomorrow, everyone will have it. Everyone. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm just looking here, National Geographical on, on Apple TV. I'm sitting here going through stuff looking. National Geographical has done that Mars TV series. What about the chocolate bar? Yeah. It and it, it you know so does the stuff like that. Sorry, sorry, Luke. What was that free solo documentary? Is that on um, National Geographic? Yeah, it's a National Geographic doc, and it's going to be there from day one. That looks quite good. 
Yeah, I've got it recorded. I haven't watched it yet. I've heard good things. Where did you get that from? It was on National Geographic. Oh, okay. Got you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought it was original content on day one. I was like, have you quite Oh, right. No, 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 no. It was, um, yeah, they showed already, it yeah. two weeks ago. It got, it got a limited yeah. cinema release and then they showed it on National Geographic. So I recorded it. Um, yeah, it's just on my box at the moment. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but um, I don't know much about it. And that's how I like to go into my documentaries, waiting for my mind to be expanded and uh, blown. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think the whole the whole package, there, there's something there for everybody. Because the thing is, not everyone loves Marvel, not everyone loves Star Wars, not everyone loves Disney, and not everyone loves Pixar. Um, but there will be something there for everybody. Oh yeah. I mean, a show of hands tonight, all three of us are going to have it. So, after watching it, um, uh, uh, the, the, the night of, um, I wasn't overly sold, but through doing some research for tonight and after talking tonight, I'm 100% sold. Yeah. I think there was just so much thrown at me on the evening that I didn't quite absorb everything properly. And it was very late for us. Like, it finished very late, yeah. almost <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. You know, it was, a, it was a long one for us. So, um, yeah, and I mean that's the thing. I'm, you know, this wasn't a this wasn't a podcast. This wasn't a paid for advert for Disney Plus. Uh, but I think wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> we've not, well, well I, haven't, I haven't had a check yet. Um, <laughs> and you know what? We almost got for a whole episode about a single swearing, but of course we got Craig here. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just a a great product. I I. I <laughs> Again, this is the future of Disney. Yeah, this, Disney can't shelve this after two months and go back to defunct models. No one's buying DVDs anymore. People aren't buying Blu-rays well, the way true. they I were. Just bought, I just bought three tonight. Yeah, but that's because you're a balloon head. Actually, I, it's, it's, it's because the only way I can watch films in 3D is if I buy Blu-rays. So exactly, I used to have shelves full of dvds and blu-rays and cds i've now got one shelf of disney blu-rays that haven't been added to for years because all the new stuff is on streaming and when i walk out of a cinema and it's a boss film i just buy it on itunes that'll change this 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 will change it yeah but see look this is my thing with like buying digital copies of stuff you don't own them i don't care you have them on long-term lease. I don't care. I'll be dead. I couldn't give a flying fuck. When you're dead, you won't own the Blu-rays either. Yes, your ancestors will, but they'll sell them at a car boot sale because you're a weirdo and you bought all weird stuff. <laughs> so no one cares. My free purchase tonight were uh, Solo, The Last Jedi, and the live-action Beauty and the Beast, If for those interested. Cost me all in 3D. Cost me a combined cost of twenty three pounds on Amazon, brand new. Good prime delivery. Cracking. Yeah, that's really why I purchased them because I was like I couldn't resist those prices. But uh, but no, you're you're right. I mean, as I said, from a quality point of view, streaming does not com- compare. But <laughs> when when my daughter wants to watch a film, like the other day. Um, we had like a father daughter day, wife was out with my son, 
And uh, I said, so what do you want to watch? And uh, she was like, oh, can I watch? I can't remember what she'd chosen. I think she might have watched Sleeping Beauty. But it's like, okay, well, I've got the Blu-ray of that. I can go to the folder because I've taken all of my discs now out of the uh, the boxes. All the boxes are in the loft. We just have like a massive folder with all the discs in. And I thought I can go to that folder and try and find it. Or I can just fire up the Apple TV, say Sleeping Beauty, and it will appear and I can just hit play. Exactly. Like magic. Yeah. Now, I couldn't do that with... She wanted to watch Tangled with the magic glasses. So Daddy did have to go into the folder and pull the 3D Tangled Blu-ray out. But, um, you know, otherwise, if it's just a normal... But you've got film, the option, at least. Ex- yeah, that's it. And that's because we got the option. Uh, otherwise, she just wanted to watch a, a normal Disney film. It's much easier and quicker for me to do it. Even if the quality is not there, she doesn't care about the quality I do. So it, it's all good for her. But to have those at your fingertips, whenever you want, within seconds you can be watching something, is just amazing. And the stuff that you don't have, that's the other thing. You know, they I think they released um, a box set just before Christmas in the UK at least. I think I think it got released in America. That was uh, like the Disney collection, the Walt Disney collection, had every Disney uh, you know, every one of the, the Disney 55, 56 films they've released now, whatever it is, uh, in a box set. And nearly all of them on Blu-ray. There's a few that they hadn't put onto Blu-ray yet, so they were just released on DVD. But, you know, the the, the Blu-ray collection was like 200 quid, over 200 quid. I think the DVD version was about 170, 180, something like that. You know, that's a lot of money to just lay out like that. You know, we've bought our collection over the years, so it's, you know, costs us a fraction of that, really. But you've got to store it, you've got to put it somewhere, you know, you've got to pay a lot of money for it. This is all the film, all of those films and more, six ninety nine a month. So I just think the value of it is incredible. Sort of not buy it as a Disney fan. It's yeah, no brainer. Yeah. And if they didn't mention the live TV channels, but if the live TV channels get thrown in as well, I see. The thing is, I don't think you need the, the live TV channels if it's on demand. Oh, and that's another thing we haven't mentioned at all. All of the content downloadable. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the only thing they didn't mention, and I've not seen this mentioned, I, I did look, and no one else could see mention of this either, is how many streams you could have at once. Yes, I was. My, that was my first question when I started looking at this um, yesterday, um, and I can't see any mention of it at all, no. Well, I'll tell you Disney Life, okay? So you can have five accounts on it. So five... Um, streams. Well... No. You can have it on up to 10 devices or five accounts, right? So what happens, you can continue to add devices. It won't cut you off, but what it does is it starts to cut other devices off. So you can have 10 active devices. So I pay for Disney Life, and all all my nephews and nieces had it on their iPads, 
Um, my sister-in-law had it on her Apple TV. My brother-in-law had it on his Apple TV. I had it on my Apple TVs. Um, everybody in our house has got it on iPhones because don't forget on Disney Life you get 10% off the Disney store. You get vouchers every month. True. So you get a 10% voucher. So you have to have it on your phone to take it into the shop. So you've got to have... So just in our house, we had it on more than 10 devices. So we were constantly having to re-sign in because it was kicking you out. So on my sister-in-law's Apple TV, it'd kick it out. She'd phone up, what's the password? I'd send her the password. She'd sign in. Then one of our devices would sign out. So that was five five names and ten devices on Disney Life. What and and all ten could stream at one time? Um, you probably never tested it. I've probably never got that far. Okay. I think it, I think it's something similar to Netflix. So again, I pay for Netflix. There's a fucking mug ass here, and everybody <laughs> in our family has Netflix because of me. But in return, I get my brother-in-law's Sky login and stuff like that. Um, that, you could only have two devices playing. Yeah, they they, they limited to quite... Uh... Yeah, so I had to pay an extra pound or an extra two pound more to get up to four devices playing at once. So it'll be the same model as that. They're saying six ninety nine, but it might well be. Well, for eight ninety nine, you can have more devices playing. Yeah, it's what you know. Netflix employ the same thing. My, um, my Netflix account, I share with my mother in law and my sister in law, and um, I never realised how much of a limit you could have on it uh, until one day that we tried to use Netflix, and it said that somebody's watching one thing and someone else is watching RuPaul's Drag Race, which was interesting to find <laughs> out. Um, so uh, I was like, oh, okay, so two two streams at once is uh, is where it's at. Um, but they all have these, they all have these things and that's fair enough. The thing, like from my point of view, um, my, my daughter will have an account, I will have an account. Like at the moment at home, we have two Disney life accounts. We have one for me, one for the wife and kids. Um, and as long as we could be watching something downstairs on the main screen and the kids could be upstairs watching something on their tablets, I wouldn't care. Um, so I, I've got no problem with there being a limit. I think, you know, it's, that's only right that there is some kind of limit, but as long as it's family friendly, then you know, I think that's the right way around of doing it. But they haven't confirmed what that's going to be yet. So and Netflix, Netflix are looking at a way to um, clamp down on that type of activity. But the thing is, like, so I think uh, if you're all on the same network, so as I said, like, as my example, if we were downstairs watching it on the Apple TV and the kids were upstairs watching it on tablets, if you're on, if you're connecting via the same Wi-Fi network, like that's got to count, right? Yeah, I can totally get if you've got, you know, as I said, like my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law both uh, live uh, right near each other. So if we were trying to watch it where we live and they were trying to watch it where they live, and we're all using different internets, well, you know, 
that's quite easy for them to to spot. Yeah. But I forget how they said they were going to do it now. Yeah. But yeah, I saw the news article that said they were going to clamp down on it, but I cannot remember how. The thing is, like, I don't. I I, I honestly think. Um, well, Apple do it with Family Share and quite easily. Yeah, I just think, like, for me, if you want something that much, you'll just pay for it. Oh yeah, if the, if the worst comes to the worst, everybody will have to just pay for everything, multi. Um, but like you say, Apple, Apple do it. I just boot them. Like I said, when I when I had that situation with Netflix, and I was like, I can't use my Netflix. All right, off you go. Um, it's my Netflix. If you yeah. if you want to continue watching RuPaul's Drag Race, then uh, you'll have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. You'll die. Yeah. And, and I kicked, we, we give it to, I had it with Stuart and God love him. Every time we tried to watch Netflix, one of his kids was watching something and his other kid was watching something else. <laughs> and because it, it tells you, doesn't it? Yeah. So we had to kick Stuart off and he wasn't happy, but tough shit. We couldn't watch anything. We weren't allowed. Yeah. I'm paying for it. Yeah. I get to use it. If you get to if you get to also sharing that, then that's great for you. But I'm the one that's using it. So yeah, so as long as long as there's a fair use policy, I think that's reasonable. Um the the big thing here is they're not charging much money. I, I'm a big believer if you really want to have something, you'll pay for it. Especially if it, it's if it's reasonable. I, I totally get it. If that you know, if you was paying like fifty, sixty quid you know, for Amazon Prime, for Netflix, for this, then that's but this stretch, and that, this and that, <laughs> this and that, this and that. So, uh, you know, honestly, think at this price point, people will just will just do it. And I don't know what they did. They give a target number they wanted for year one. Um, not that I recall. They said that there's. Said that they've got uh, impressions in like a hundred million um, households, yeah, um, through their current um, platforms. Mm. Uh, but they didn't say a target. I mean, I, I think if it, like you'd probably be looking at about ten percent of that. Yeah. So if they've got a hundred million, that's what ten million. So I think that's that's not unreasonable. No, achievable. Yeah. Well, how how long's Apple Music been out? Three years now. Uh, twenty fourteen, maybe. Yeah, like thirteen, no. fourteen. No, not five years for Apple Music. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Someone tippy tappy. I'm guessing three years, but Apple Music in America has just overtaken Spotify. Okay. So, 28 million subscribers in America. 2015, June the 30th. There you go. That's what so I said. Four, oh, I said 2020. 2020. Oh, dear. So, four years, they'll be hoping to erode Netflix mm. and get right into it and probably just buy Netflix at some point. And I mean, I think, I, th- I mean, again, like, Apple Music's a tenner, tenner a month. That's why I don't, I don't listen to enough music to justify it. My wife had it for quite a while because she was like, you know, her attitude was, 
and I mean it's their attitude now as well. Well, I could buy, uh, you know, I could I could pay for Apple Music, and that way I could listen to like the latest Liam Gallagher album rather than go and buy it. And she will also buy music on iTunes, and it does my nothing because for the same price of paying for a digital copy, she can get a copy sent to her house from Amazon. Uh, or she could walk down the road to HMV and buy a CD in a shop for the same price. And then she's got a CD she could listen to in the car, a CD that she could, you know, put onto I'm her sure. iTunes, download onto I'm your sh- phone. I'm sure if you buy off Amazon music, you get certain, the digital download. Certain, certain uh, in, labels they do that with. Yeah, they which do. is a pretty nifty little thing my um i don't think i've not noticed it for a while but i remember when the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack had come out or what the first time that we'd uh, she'd watched the film uh because she watched it when i bought the blu-ray the next day she was like i need that soundtrack went onto amazon bought it prime delivery was coming the next like she ordered it sunday was coming like monday she already had it to stream within 30 seconds on her Amazon account, all downloaded onto her phone. So that's an amazing service. But I'd much, you know, for the, if I'm paying, unless I'm getting it cheaper, why would I just buy a digital only copy that can be revoked at any time? Can't revoke a CD. Oh no, yeah, but your house is full of shit. You must be tripping over Blu rays, CDs, DVDs, videos. No, you won't. He's told you he's got the folder. Yeah, stick it in the loft, mate. You take the CD out, stick it in a folder, stick the case in the loft. Out okay, the so downstairs must be full of folders. Just got one. One get, massive get folder. <laughs> one massive <laughs> folder. It's yeah. called an armchair. <laughs> That's what you could do. You could put some servers in the loft and then um, just stream everything that you've got. Yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. True that. But... There we go. So that's a breakdown of Disney life. It's only taken two hours. Who's um, it? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Did you definitely press record? I hope so. <laughs> cue, cue the music. <laughs> no, but, you know, I think it looks good. I mean, obviously, there'll be more um, about it as time goes on. And I'm sure they'll announce more new films and more new programming. But right now, I just think it looks unbeatable yeah stick some Premier League footy on it you've got to win it <laughs> right so we'll wrap this episode up so Craig Luke thank you very much um, there'll be a new a, a normal regular Disaster Dark coming uh, probably Tuesday this week where we will be discussing this again but not in this so much and detail. That, this and, that. and we'll also be discussing uh, the the new Star Wars trailer for episode nine and other bits and pieces as well. So um, look out for that and we'll see you on the next Diz After Dark. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough. He's the one, two, Hello there, dear listener. Now, 
have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.